0: It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9 to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It is Wednesday, September 28th. I am Shauna. Beckler is actually away today. Uh, his poor son has asthma and it was acting up yesterday and he wound up in the hospital. And uh, he's doing way better now, but um, he was in there for precautionary measures and wound up staying for part of the night. So Beckler, of course, had to stay back with him. Uh, again, though, everything's good now. Uh, Beckler will be back tomorrow. Just, you know, again, doing family things. More important. Far more important than talking on the radio, okay? As the boss always says, we're not saving lives here. Not important. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. On the radio program today, we got into some etymology of some fascinating words. One of them being potluck. Never thought of why you did that and found it super interesting. So we'll get into that. On top of that, I had an incident on a plane I brought something on the plane that a friend of mine was making fun of. She said that I shouldn't have done it, but here we are. We got some more hilarious white girl sayings, some of the whitest I've seen in a while, and I was basically making fun of myself for this as well. The heritage moment today, I was a huge fan of. It talks about the history of why Calgary is called that. We talked about the former names of other places as well, which I found super interesting. Places that uh, you know, and you may not know what they used to be called. And there's logical reasons for this as well. I saw a meme that I've seen far too much, and I think it needs to stop, so we'll get into that. I have a suggestion for what should replace it as well. I have a bone to pick with Halloween candy, and I feel like the recorder needs to be replaced, and I have a suggestion as to what it should be. Kids should not learn the recorder in school anymore, but something else. Get to all that, but first, out of context clip of the show. Everybody stay very still, okay? Be the curtains. Be one with the curtains. It's a missionary. B and S in 20 minutes or less. Etymology with Shauna. Got a couple for you here. First of all, we got a request to look up the meaning of the term knock on wood. Daniel was curious about this. And I actually think we did this one a long time ago, but I'd forgotten. So I thought I'd quickly reiterate. So... Uh, The idea of knocking on wood comes from this folklore that spirits actually live in the trees. So you would knock on the trees. In other words, knock on wood to get the spirits blessings when you were out in nature. It was kind of a way of being like, hello, I'm here. Please forgive me. Kind of cool. Another one, though, I used the term potluck recently. I was talking to some friends about maybe doing a Thanksgiving potluck, and I was like, I wonder where that comes from. Like, why do we call it a potluck? It's basically when everybody kind of just brings their own dishes, right? Well, it turns out it comes from the European tradition of keeping leftover food warm in case you get unexpected guests. Often it would be a pot on the stove that would just kind of simmer there should somebody come by. And if you did show up unannounced, what was in that pot was kind of luck of the draw or luck of the pot, so to speak. So it was kind of out of your hands what you'd be eating as, again, you kind of just showed up unannounced. So you'd have to just be happy with whatever the host gave you. So it was luck of the pot or pot luck. It's so funny, though. I was I was reading this and I was like, well, we don't really need that anymore, do we? Like, these days, if somebody knocks on my door and I'm not expecting anybody, I just won't answer it. In fact, I will hide. Like, I will full-out hide. If I think they can see me, I'll turn off the lights and kind of blend in with the couch. I'll be like, nope, not here. And then I'll remain extremely quiet until I'm certain they've left. I'm not answering the door to a stranger. Who knows what they want, okay? Not opening that door so funny how that's changed though before like you actually kept food on the stove for all the unannounced guests and now it's like Mm-mm. like if i hear a doorbell i'm i'm announcing to the family like red alert everybody get to their positions family dives behind the curtains everybody stay very still okay be the curtains be one with the curtains it's a missionary. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Beckler and I were talking yesterday about how his dad was putting up Christmas lights and he got stuck on the roof and he was calling for help. And it got me thinking about dad's attempts to do various chores around the the yard and how, I mean, at least in my family, there were always incidents that would happen that would put dad in a wee bit of a dangerous spot. Like, I was thinking this actually might deserve a dad badge of itself. Like, the dad's yard work mishap badge, perhaps? Because dad will do that. He'll try and put up the, the lights or he'll try and take limbs off trees on his own or whatever it might be. And he, he thinks he can do it, but it just never really goes as planned, right? Sometimes results in injury, hopefully not too serious. Like my dad tried to fell a tree himself at the cabin one year. And he thought the best way to do this was to climb up on top of the outhouse to cut it down. Okay, so here he is shirtless with a running chainsaw. Standing on an outhouse, which, I mean, Terry, come on now. Uh, And then as he cuts the tree, it starts falling toward him. So my mother, who was pregnant at the time, she looks out the back window of the cabin to look at the lovely scenery. And instead, she sees my shirtless dad sliding down another tree with a running chainsaw in his hands while trying to avoid a tree that was about to fall on him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, Terry? Honestly, now that I think about it, I, I do come, I come from a long line of Terry's, really. I don't know why I haven't thought of that before now, but here we are. That's a perfect example. But the dad badge for yard mishaps or maybe just, maybe just yard terries. The b and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. A Calgary Heritage Moment. <laughs> Upon looking at today's weather forecast, Calgary is slated for a high of 29 degrees. Meanwhile, the Northwest Territories are expecting 10 centimeters of snow. There is an actual snowfall warning in effect for the Northwest Territories, which just shows the vastness of the country with which we live. However, it's weird to think that at one point in history, Calgary was also a part of the Northwest Territories. Until 1905, in fact, anywhere north and west of Manitoba was considered the Northwest Territories. It was a huge area that was home to mostly indigenous peoples, Métis and fur traders from the Hudson's Bay Company. This was a time when the government, run by Wilfrid Laurier, was trying to encourage settlement in the country. He offered up 64 hectares of good farmland for any immigrants looking to relocate, offering what he called the last best west. This is when many immigrants came from Ukraine, along with Mennonites, Hutterites, and Jewish farmers looking to escape Russia. In 1905, however, Alberta branched away from the Northwest Territories and was officially declared its own province. Within the province was a small settlement that we now know as Calgary. However, at the time it was named Fort Brisbois, after an officer of the Northwest Mounted Police of the same name, Ephraim A. Brisbois. This, of course, is who Brisbane Drive is now named after. Unfortunately, Brisbois wasn't really well-liked. And shortly after this declaration, Assistant Commissioner Colonel Irvine disputed this renaming. He wrote a letter declaring that the fort was not, in fact, settled by Brisbois and his troops, despite what the officer had originally claimed. He and Colonel McLeod, who McLeod Trail is now named after, suggested the renaming of the settlement to Calgary instead. The colonel at the time wrote... I have supported the name of Calgary, which I believe in Scotch means clear running water. A very appropriate name, I think. Should the minister be pleased to approve of this name, I will issue an order to that effect. Well, this letter was taken into serious account and was later the reason for the renaming of Calgary. In fact, Colonel Brisbois quit the Northwest Mounted Police just six months after that letter was received and Calgary was given its new name. It was later discovered that this name was inspired by the Scottish Calgary, a place that Colonel Macleod had visited and felt Calgary resembled. After the renaming, though, it was realized that it didn't mean quite what they'd thought. Calgary did not, in fact, mean clear running water, but instead meant preserved pasture at the harbour or bay farm. At the time, Calgary was spelled a bunch of different ways as well, such as Caligori, kind of like category, or Caliguri, with an hour in the middle. Eventually, the spelling we know today was settled upon, and Calgary remains the name of this city to this day. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcasts. The weather outside yesterday was unbelievable, and we're going to get uh, similar weather today, actually, which is fantastic. But um, it, clearly, we're not the only species that's enjoying the weather and the renewed sense of energy that seems to be with this warm weather. Uh, I was sitting outside on a patio with a friend having a drink yesterday, and these two pigeons landed right in front of us, and they full out started making out. I've never really seen that before, pigeons making out. Like, there was some definite foreplay going on. They were full out beaking each other, like just rubbing their beaks. They were necking, okay? They were like rubbing their necks back and forth. Also, speaking of which, is that where old people get the term necking from? Is it from pigeons? Because, I mean, humans don't really rub their necks together. You know, that's weird, but pigeons clearly do it. We were watching and observing. Uh, Then they quickly went from that to doing the old horizontal hula right in front of us, which. Also super awkward. I was like, do we do we look away? Or are we supposed to watch this? I don't know. It was done very quickly, thankfully, because it was starting to get a little bit awkward. And then right as the pigeons were done, one of them takes off and poops on us. Like a big old poop right in between us. And it splashed all over both of us. And here we are sitting with pigeon poop. Yeah. So we washed ourselves off and then continued sitting there. Also, it's been said... That it's good luck to get pooped on by a bird, which I certainly hope so, because this is the second time I've now been pooped on by birds, okay? Also, a very strange maneuver, like the old soup and poop, you know? Plunk and poop pump pump and dump okay that's disgusting i'm gonna stop now odd maneuver though really is BNS in 20 minutes or less one of my neighbors was practicing the recorder um i mean i assume it was a child that has a recorder from from school i hope it wasn't just a full-grown adult that has a recorder can you imagine that just yeah what do you play i like the recorder yes i'm a very accomplished recorderist mm-hmm Yeah. Anyway, it got me thinking uh, when I heard how annoying it was. Also, they were not very good at it. I was like, could there be something that we replace the recorder with? It does not sound good. Okay, nothing makes a recorder sound good. I understand it's because it's nice and cheap and made of plastic. Maybe you can get a good quality recorder that sounds a bit better. But if we're going to be giving these children five dollar recorders, I feel like maybe there's another instrument that we could use that's just a little less annoying. I got brainstorming about what that could be. I was like, well, drums, but I mean, that's also annoying, especially for for parents and expensive. So rule that one out. I was like, maybe like a tin whistle, but again, kind of expensive. And well, it's even more annoying in pitch than a recorder is. So I'm not sure that would be good. Then I got thinking about the perfect instrument, the melodica. Melodicas are very cheap. I don't know if you know what it is though. It's actually this little keyboard thing that you blow into and then it makes noise. The nice thing is that you do have to put a bit of effort into making it go. So you can't just kinda like hoot on it. You have to you have to blow and then it plays like a, a keyboard, essentially. Here's the thing though, melodica doesn't ever really sound awful. Like even if you hit all the wrong notes, melodica isn't that annoying. So it would be a great substitute for the recorder. And then I mean You could aspire to be the Melodica men. I don't know if you know about this duo, but I think they've made a crap ton of money on this because they just play all kinds of theme songs and stuff on the Melodica. Like, have a little listen to this. I mean, that sounds a hell of a lot better than a recorder to me, okay? S in 20 minutes or less. We were talking recently about how the original name for Toronto was Hogtown, and a friend happened to hear this and she reached out. And she was like, I never knew that. So, Toronto was called Hogtown back when, of course, the, the hog industry was prominent there. That kind of makes sense. Uh, but then I was telling her how Regina's original name is Pile of Bones. Pile of Bones, Saskatchewan was what Regina's name used to be, which is still one of my favorites. What a thing to name a place. Just pile of bones. That's it. Now, there's, of course, a reason behind it. It was because many, many years ago, Regina was a place where indigenous peoples would come to hunt the roaming herds of bison. Now, after they did this, there were a bunch of non-indigenous hunters that followed suit, and it actually led to bison being overhunted. So, to try and fix this, the indigenous tribes started to stack the bison bones into large piles to honor the animal's spirits. So the indigenous name for the area then was roughly translated to Bone Piles, which was translated again into English to Pile of Bones Regina. And it held that name for a while. Pile of Bones instead of Regina. There you go. Super fascinating to me. Got me wondering about other places that used to have interesting names because so many places did. And then, of course, it changes as modern day comes or whatever. But... Those are two of my favorites by far. Hog Down Ontario and Pile of Bones Saskatchewan. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So after we spoke about that, I got a text message from Catherine who was talking about another place. This place currently called this, but I thought this whole thing was hilarious. And I used it for What Did You Learn Today? So I'll just, I'll pipe that right in here for you so you can give a, give a listen to that as well. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? So earlier on, I was talking about how Toronto used to be called Hogtown and how Regina used to be called Pile of Bones, and Catherine texted in, and she told me about another one that's pretty funny. Although this place is currently called this. Uh, There's a place in Alaska called Chicken Alaska. Did you know this? I didn't either. Uh, it was founded in the 1890s by uh, prospectors who were mining for gold, I guess. So the settlers at the time, they managed to survive their winter there by eating ptarmigan, which was, of course, a local grouse, and it's, it's now the Alaska State Bird, the ptarmigan. But uh, to show their thanks for this bird that basically provided them sustenance and made it so that they were able to survive, the townsfolk decided to name their new place of residence ptarmigan after this bird, ptarmigan. Here's the problem, though. Uh, they didn't know how to spell this word, and they weren't exactly great at spelling at all. In fact, they had no clue how to even begin spelling the word ptarmigan, which, to be fair, makes sense because there's a silent P at the front of that word, which is really stupid, okay? So, Ptarmigan is what it should be. But anyway, because of that, they decided to eliminate the name of the town, ptarmigan, and instead they went with Chicken because they knew how to spell chicken and they figured this was kind of like a ptarmigan. it was the closest thing they knew how to spell so instead they settled on chicken alaska in the spirit of ptarmigan, oh that is just phenomenal i guess you can get some really cheesy souvenirs Catherine was saying in chicken alaska as well which i would i would love to i need to i just want to go visit the place for the name alone now S in 20 minutes or less so we've gotten some more white girl saying submissions uh and these are just sayings by the way that you'll see in a classic white girl's house okay in other words in my condo, if you were to walk in, what you'd see on the walls, on a piece of barnyard or wood or something like that, maybe a tea towel or something. So uh, this one was submitted by Sarah, and it's a it's a doozy. It's this right here. If I'm too much, go find less. Oh, man, is that beautiful? I don't even know what that means, quite frankly. If I'm too much, find is this kind of just saying that like whatever you do, it's fine. It almost justifies anything. No, I, if I'm too much, just fine less, okay? I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, that one's great, okay? That's a gold star right there. And then Courtney sent a couple more wine ones, and wine sayings are just classics as well. Here's the first one. The key to my heart is a corkscrew. Ha huh. Oh yeah. Woo-hoo. That's a. Woo-hoo. Oh that's good uh the next one wine related again okay the first item on my bucket list is to fill my bucket with wine holy crap these are fire i don't even know where you get these like honestly how many wide pant legs on a pair of mom jeans do these ones get how many redneck wine glasses made out of mason jars do these get How many tea towels, okay, with cheeky sayings out of 10? How many shelves shaped like mountains do these ones get? By the way, at this point, I'm literally, I'm listing off everything from my apartment. VNS in 20 minutes or less. So a friend of mine was laughing a bit at me because uh, I told her that before I flew home on Sunday, uh, my boyfriend and I went to Costco. So, my boyfriend Cliff and I, we were visiting in Saskatoon, and he lives in Prince Albert right now, which doesn't have a Costco, so he asked me if I wanted to go to the one in Saskatoon with him before he drove back home, and I was like, sure. Yes, this is this is how we spend our quality time in a long-distance relationship, okay? going to the Saskatoon Costco on a Sunday. Anyway, we were cruising the aisles, and I, I have to be honest, I do find Costco kind of fun, because I don't have a membership personally, so there are lots of products that I've never seen before, and... I mean, they had some samples out, so I I tried this chicken sausage, and I really liked it, so I bought a package. And then I put these sausages in my carry-on, and I, I flew home. And I told my friend this, and she was just killing herself, and she's like, I'm sorry, you packed chicken sausages in your carry-on. Yes, I did, okay? You know, sometimes you just have to do this. When you're in a long-distance relationship, you fly quite often, and what you bring back in your bag sometimes gets a little bit adventurous. So, yes, I flew home with a Costco-sized pack of chicken sausages. Don't judge me. I would have offered them to anybody who was hungry. I didn't mind. I mean, they were vacuum-sealed. Long-distance, though, it's an adventure, man. I've I've since decided I should probably get my own Costco membership though, because saying that I transported bulk packs of chicken sausages on the plane after an exotic trek to Costco doesn't it sounds a bit strange out loud. The VNS and 20 minutes or less podcast. I just saw my first Halloween meme. Uh it was that picture of the candy corn that says nobody likes these. Ah! Oh, it's not even October yet. And we're already seeing this picture of that candy circulating. You know, there are two memes that pop up on everybody's Facebook feed every year around this time, or at least closer to Halloween. And it's basically happened since Facebook has come into existence. And it's one with the candy corn that says no one likes this or one of those uh, caramel candies with the orange wrapper. And it says the same thing. These are gross and every year those pictures get hundreds if not thousands of likes on radio facebook pages every year everyone argues about whether these are disgusting or not and the general consensus is uh, both of them are i can't believe like we need a new halloween meme okay what what could we possibly do that's uh, just a little more fresh than that okay i feel like this has been going on for years 40 years it's been going on. What about talking about the sizes of Halloween candy and how they're getting smaller? Okay, that's a real argument to have. I swear if a peanut butter cup gets any smaller, you're not going to be able to see it. Or the size of the arrow bars they're half air to begin with that's part of the name is aero bars and now they're the size of a mouse turd you can't even see them vns in 20 minutes or less so we've talked before about things that kids do that we love to do as adults or would like to see the adult version of at least things like grown-up summer camps for example which uh, we found out is actually in fact a thing you can go to summer camp as an adult and you get to like Fly off rope swings in the lake, and play different camp games. Go swimming and sing rounds at the campfire, and all that. I mean, I could pass on the whole rounds thing, but uh, the idea of of adult summer camp is just genius. I always thought grown up playgrounds would be a great idea as well, because, I mean, I too like going down the slides. Okay. The closest thing I think we have to that is those outdoor gyms, but that's not the same. That's working out, okay? Give me a swing set that can withstand my grown ass, all right? Let me swing super high, and then I can go and enjoy and fly off if I want to and break a hip if I... It doesn't matter, okay? Anyway, uh, this got me thinking about the opposite of that. I think it was, I don't know, Uberfax or some Twitter account to that effect that, that tweeted this recently, but they said, what's something that's great as a kid but not as an adult? And I thought this was kind of an interesting question too. Like something that kids love that as an adult just sucks. Uh, Here's one pertaining to the the playground thing. Monkey bars. Have you tried those as an adult? Yeah. Doesn't work anymore. Your your body just cannot hold yourself like it used to as a kid. Okay. You probably have a bit of extra weight, but still. Uh, Another one is spinning in circles. You remember as a kid, like, you you always see kids just spinning around in circles. They're having a blast. As an adult, you get very dizzy and you have to sit down and sometimes potentially take a nap after that. That's just something that, as a kid, is great. As an adult, not so much. Uh, Here's another one, okay? Not having a job. As a kid, fantastic. As an adult, well, the stress of not having money gets to you. It truly does. And the last one I thought of is getting mail. You know, as a kid, if you get mail, it's exciting. It's like a postcard from a friend or maybe you have a pen pal somewhere and you're getting a letter. Um, I have to be honest with you. I actively avoid my mailbox because I know that the only things in there are going to be bills and probably a speeding ticket. I seriously will hold off as long as possible to get to my mailbox because I know it's going to be a day ruiner because there's going to be probably a parking ticket in there. Probably some photo radar as well. Maybe some collections agency stuff. I don't know. It's, it's never good. As a kid, though, super fun to get the mail. Love to get back to that. You've been listening to the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have VNS and 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.